now, Mr. Serling. You'll probably run across these penny machines and tell your fortune. Put a penny in, and out comes a card. Only this particular machine, which you'll see next week, is a little bit unique, in that the fortunes that it tells happen to come true. A most intriguing tale called The Nick of Time by Mr. Richard Matheson, and you're invited to partake of it. Thank you and good night. You are invited to partake, and you're invited to partake here in Sci-Fi Guy, at Sci-Fi Guy, Will here. And that was, of course, the the words kind of fail you, right? Um, the incredible Mr. Serling, Rod Serling, the unique, the visionary, the brilliant. We could keep going, and I, and I definitely would like to because... You know, besides Star Trek, um, besides lots of great comic books, um, even Six Million Dollar Man uh, and Bionic Woman, the Bionic Duo, um, out of all these, you know, formative, you know, passions and pursuits um, of my youth, Twilight Zone, the Twilight Zone was really, you know, ranked, you know, right up there. It, it ranked high. <laughs> It was probably it was probably uh, Star Trek and Twilight Zone. Those were the two television shows that really influenced me and captivated me. Uh, captivated me as a child, and then influenced me later as a writer. And um, I still just love to watch the Twilight Zone. I recently bought the full se- series, the complete series, and the prints are HD. You know, I'd never seen them before in HD, and the crispness of the photography the you know the black and white chiascaro chiascuro it's called sort of like film noir which we'll get to later as one of the chief reasons i feel that the twilight on the original is still you know the most powerful and probably will be now there have been you know several other versions the 80s um i guess the late 90s or 2000s and then there's a current version on Paramount Plus, CBS All Access now, Paramount Plus. And, you know, the subsequent versions were great. I know, I believe George R.R. Martin of Game of Thrones fan, I believe he was a story editor, producer, I guess on the 80s version, which was good, very good. But there are certain elements, you know, very powerful and sort of unique elements which make the original, Serling's original, you know, the, the most powerful, the most unforgettable and influential. So, where to begin? Okay, well, let's begin at Rod. <laughs> let's go right to Rod Serling. You know, his talent and voice, that enigmatic presence. You know, if I recall, they sort of kind of stumbled on it, or I guess in the beginning they weren't sure they were going to keep him as a narrator, or just you were going to hear his voice, you know, sort of a voiceover. And then either he or someone else suggested, why don't you go on camera, you know, do, do an intro. And it's stuck. And, it, you know, how can we think of Twilight Zone without it? Now, you know, subsequent versions, I know they still have narrations or intros and such. But something about Rod Serling, his voice, the, you know, the, the timber, the tempo, his look, even the cigarette, which is not politically correct anymore, of course, but... It was all sort of this, you know, mystery man or, you know, this otherworldly narrator, in, you know, intro, introducer, uh, you know, MC. And, you know, his contribution to his own classic storytelling, you know, this masterpiece can never really be un- underestimated. 
you know, even Gene Roddenberry's input on Star Trek uh, wasn't as keenly felt. Um, it's certainly story-wise, but, you know, Gene wasn't intro, introing the episodes. You heard his voice, Serling. Okay, not only, and not only did Serling write most of the scripts, he wrote 92 uh, original Twilight Zones, 92 episodes. But he became, you know, instantly recognizable as that spokesman, as that narrator, as the guy that just came out of the, uh, uh, the shadows into the episode itself of the journey of self-discovery, fantasy, and sci-fi. And I think that's, again, it, it couples with, in the combination of him writing the episodes and being the executive producer showrunner. And then he would just, you know, boom, there, there would, Rod would be in the beginning and just saunter on out. And it still remains unique. I can't think of any other show or vehicle that's done it certainly to that extent and that effectiveness. This is interesting when, when Carol Serling, the, Rod Serling's widow, uh, she, and when she died, she died at 90. And this is from the New York Times. Carol Serling, Rod's wife and, and tender of the Twilight Zone flame, dies at 90. From the New York Times by Richard uh, Sandomir. Rod Serling, who created the Twilight Zone, died in 1975. His wife, in publishing, academic, and screen venture, helped keep his spirit alive. Ms. Serling told Twilight Zone magazine that her husband had read sci-fi, ghost stories, and horror, and had wanted to believe in ESP and alien visitations, but that he was a skeptic. He was pretty even-keeled, she said. I mean, people must have thought he was kind, was a kind of far-out guy and kind of nuts, but he wasn't. He really wasn't. And it's really interesting, too, because if you've seen any of interviews, there's a lot of great audio interviews on uh, on YouTube excellent you know just go rod serling interview and there's lectures he gave at colleges and just you know i guess public domain interviews and he just really does seem like a a regular guy a total you know normal sort of mainstream sort of dude but we know what he uh he left us and what he crafted which was far from ordinary and mainstream so here you know here's another Again, one of, I think, the most important elements of Twilight Zone, the original, is the black and white film noir vibe. Um, you know, do you dream in color or black and white or a combo? Um, I guess I must be pretty rare in a way because I do dream in both. And I guess when it's really intense and, you know, when it's, and it's an intense dream or even nightmare, the clear images, you know, whatever I'm dreaming and conjuring up, it's usually color. It, I guess, yeah, but always just very clearly seen and conveyed. And then I guess the nightmares, the scary things are sort of more shadowy black and white, you know, but I, I kind of do a combination. Um, the Twilight Zone too often, I think it's, you know, narrowly characterized as a science fiction program. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it was so much more. It was fantasy. It was horror. You know, it's, it's, it's all these things. Um, but the, the, the film noir sort of vibe, that, that stark black and white, you know, no matter how much we want to say, you know, horror movies are scary no matter what. The black and white, that, that you know, crisp shadow is just more of a nightmare in many ways and certainly gives it that uneasy, uneasy unsettled feel. So even the episodes that weren't pure horror, they were, they were disturbing. They were sort of tinged with you know, fear and just a little nightmarish quality. The, um, 
the cinematographer was George T. Clemens, and he was an Emmy Award winner. And um, again, it's very hard to to you know think of another show. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock Presents had great black and white photography, and The Outer Limits did awesome. So, of course, Lucy did too. I love Lucy, Honeymooners, but in terms of genre, science fiction, and fantasy shows, I think it's safe to say you know Twilight Zone was the uh, pinnacle, was the tops. And finally, you know, there's really something to be said of, you know, less is more, right? That you you can do more or you maybe try to do more creatively when you have less because you've got to stretch your budget or be more creative and more, you know, ingenious. Um, I think it's always a good to decent production values, Twilight Zone, right? But it's not flashy, expensive. Um, instead of relying on the visuals uh, and all, you know, really pricey special effects, the show needed to tell a good story with the money that was, you know, available. Uh, the shows ran under 25 minutes. And another reason I think these were so tightly scripted and efficient in the weird and wondrous tales. So, and when they went in an hour, you know, Twilight Zone in the uh, the fourth season went an hour from the from the 30 minutes or the half an hour. They were, they were good, but they kind of lost something. And I think there was sort of kind of a feel of it being padded that the, you know, the, the 25 minute or, you know, the, the half hour shows were sort of just expanded and padded and um, there wasn't really, uh, you know, a great translation sort of lost in translation. Um, but some of the hour shows are awesome. Some of them are really good. Uh, there's one Jess Bell with, uh, you know, a, a really great sort of magic uh, uh, cast and um, a magical cast, a magical theme. And it's just awesome. You know, that's that's one of my favorites. And I believe it was written by um, the creator of the Waltons. And he wrote, you know, several Twilight Zones. And so that's a great place to start in terms of, you know, the hour shows. So that's a, that's about it. Um, you know, um, it's it's one of those things where it's hard to, for me as a fan, you know, go through each sort of uh, separate categories, you know, why this makes sense or calculation, why this is good, you know, a balanced sort of equation. It's all of these things, of course, it's many things you can't even maybe define. But in terms of, you know, elements that you can, you know, put your finger on and isolate that black and white photography, that nightmare feel, Rod Serling as a narrator, and just, you know, making you know, good for what they had. I mean, today, the Paramount Plus or even the 80s version, I'm sure the budgets were bigger. Um, and they, you know, they can just go and now with computers, digital effects. I mean, you know, this is something where Twilight Zone always used practical and more modest effects to make up. But yet it was still very effective. Eye of the Beholder with the, uh, you know, the ugly uh, masks. Um, so the pig face pig pig nose masks were really effective i mean by our standards maybe it's a little primitive but still if you really look at you know that episode just disturbing so my twilight zone you know um influence will still be i think influencing me for many a moon hope you guys enjoyed we always love hearing for you keep the messages and the feedback coming if you have not subscribed, you can do so free or the paid people for 99. You get some, you know, uh, exclusives. You get some extras. Either or, we love hearing from you. 
Live long and prosper. We'll see you soon.